it is a Monday. Sometimes if you hit enough threes, uh, they add up too. It's a Monday edition. Jack Michaels Show, Jack and Brad in the studios. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. Text in at 35270 from the weekend. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. Uh, again, the, the stock rule is if you're going to say ugly or, or, or diss and do that, and make sure it's not someone that doesn't get paid <laughs> paid to play. As the amateurs, we like to uphold our high school and, and the collegiate thing. But you're good, bad, ugly, and great if, if there indeed is a great uh, this week. And that category oftentimes doesn't get filled. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of great. Sometimes there's ugly. There's a bad or two, but there's maybe not, not as much great. We're coming to you from our uh, Gunderson Jewelers studio. OMG, oh my Gunderson's. Make it easy to say I do with a custom-designed wedding ring. Gunderson's, Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. There's a lot to unpack from the weekend. Doc Phil will join the roundtable coming up around the corner. Uh, Brad was loaded, starts the weekend off on the prep scene. You move into the collegiate scene. Obviously, the game that I called, uh, University of North Dakota, that that might be able to fit into a great, by the way, category. I would say that was pretty good. That was uh, a large win, wasn't it, Brad? I would say so, and now you're... So I was looking at the schedule for UND, and I figure seven's going to get you in, probably. Is that fair? I would think that seven with that seven, schedule, seven and four get um, you in. That schedule. Uh, and I look at the three weeks where they got Abilene Christian, and I had to look and see how are they faring. They're four and one, receiving but some votes and in, in polls. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I don't know how strong the schedule is there, but I know they're playing Stevie Stephen F. Austin twice. They're playing Sam Houston, and uh, I think Lamar is in there as well. But um, but I look at that stretch with that game. At Indiana State, at South Dakota, yeah, got it. To me, you got to run the board on that. You got to run three. You got to get. You got to yep. get those. Yeah, the, so this like, week at Youngstown obviously is a large mm-hmm. one. Um, South Dakota State at home, and then you're yeah. in Fargo. And then you're in Fargo. It's it's it's, a, it's a, one of the tougher schedules. Uh, there's no get, question so about you gotta it. You got to get four, I think, out of that, and that would probably get you in the postseason. The uh, uh, so the homecoming wins there, North Dakota State, and and it's close circuit to Bison fans. Uh, don't ever be upset with a victory. <laughs> They're not a, you're used to so much winning that if it if it isn't thirty five to ten and uh, maybe within the confines of how you want it, uh, sometimes you got to tip your hat and understand that McLaughlin's a pretty good runner and and Youngstown State has been very formidable against uh, the run uh, defensively. So I, I was listening to Swanee's show mm-hmm. heading to Grand Forks on Saturday and 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 D in the house by the way. D just got off news and views and now he's going to be. Here, there, and everywhere, and back in it. But I was listening to Swanee's show, and he had, he had a valid point because he he didn't think that this was going to be one of those you know just blowout type games. He said, "I think this is going to be a little bit closer than people think," and he was spot on, and he gave his reasons why. And you know, McLaughlin had his day, and uh, and NDSU was able to to get it done. So it might not be as flashy, and it might not be as as big hammer time pound teams left and right because you're at our house. It is a win, and uh, oftentimes the teams that you see building in October and and September aren't the teams that you see in November and December. There, there's growth that happens. And I did like the four the four fullback look though. That that's was, a new look. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> so anyway, that's about nine hundred thousand pounds coming at you. <laughs> so a, a nice Get win. Out of the way. I, I tell you, so, so UND gets obviously a big when it gets most state. NDSU continues there. Uh, they're they're winning and, and the latest stats perform top twenty five is out. NDSU still at number one. South Dakota State two, Montana three, Montana State four, Sac State five, Southern Illinois at seventeen, uh, Missouri State drops down to twenty from seven, and North Dakota who is receiving votes they've kind of went in the poll 
receiving votes back in, so they're at 22. Yet, not in the top 25 of the coaches' poll, and there are like nine teams ahead of North Dakota in the coaches' poll, including Missouri State. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't know about you guys, but huh. polling. It's funny. It's just like, okay, all right, I get that. But anyway. So they're going to have three games in the – if you go by the the stats perform FCS top 25. SIU at Missouri State. No. Delaware at six at, at 16th ranked William & Mary. And then in the uh, in the big sky, Eastern Washington at Weber State. Yeah, I did watch a little bit of Montana State and uh, was it Cal Davis? Davis I was yeah, on UC uh, Davis. They were on uh, ESPNU the other night, and uh, I didn't. I, I did not get to the end, but uh, uh, you know, Davis Davis moved the ball on him at times. Yeah, it, it was uh, you know a lot of those. Uh, we and maybe part of the movement that there wasn't much because some of the top ones didn't really move unless they were playing. We saw. You know, uh, North Dakota beat most State, so that was a battle of receiving votes versus right. Montana State to the game that, that uh, Brad is referencing was in Bozeman, beautiful place. Bob's Burgers, if you ever go downtown. Uh, that was a 41-24 win over UC Davis. Uh, so that was all all pretty good. When you started looking at, 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 at if, if you want to use the word upset, you can go into some of the FBS that was going on. I saw a great uh, headline, not great if you're a Gopher fan, but it just said, I was looking for the Gophers score because we had playing said spoiler makers, <laughs> and I went, "Uh oh, what happened?" And the Gophers fall. Uh, uh, I they have other running backs. I, I don't know why they were just abandoning trying to run the ball because Mole, Mole was out. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, some of these other guys can do a pots, and the I, I, it was yep. it was an ugly game just all the way around. And they dropped a couple. I mean, I felt bad for Tanner Morgan. Because they should have won that game. He he threw a touchdown pass run right through the hands of the receiver, and it was an interception. And those it's so bad that the quarterback has to be blamed for that. But that's one of those. And as a Gopher fan, you can see it coming. You get the big win on the road, and then you come back home and you lay an egg. And I've seen this movie way too way many times. too often. Um, so you can you can chime on that. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. If if great applies at the text club at three five two seven zero twenty to ten, Purdue gets the win. In that game, science gets a win uh, over uh, Central Lakes. I believe is where. Yeah, was that a, was that it, a Wapiton game? It was. Or was, it, it, was it was homecoming. Uh, Who is it? Mendez. Who's the uh, receiver? Marcelio Mendez. Yeah, had a big game. He did. He had seven catches. It also helps when the other team gives you the ball seven times. That helps too. Ooh, wow. that, that certainly that, helps. That, that, that you should win most of your games. It was. Uh, <laughs> I think the only thing that was uh, we had a, we had a tough time on conversions because I think I think we made. I think we missed two extra points, had one blocked, missed a couple of two-point tries, but uh, when you score 52, it doesn't matter. The, uh, you can get away with it. It was a win. <laughs> they, they, they there was that. Yeah. It was that. Aaron Judge, quick house thing. We'll do it for the phone calls today at 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. Aaron Judge stands pat at 61. Uh, over the weekend, he's in Texas uh, for the next four days uh, as they play the, the Rangers, so we'll see if he can do it at Globe. And, and we'll see where he, where he finishes with a potential triple crown, which ironically or coincidentally, today is the anniversary of Miguel Cabrera uh, uh, getting the triple crown. Uh, and now, you know, that was in 2012, and now we play the regular season. It feels like up until November, and then the playoffs start in <laughs> December on that. But that's the anniversary of this. And, and of course, all the NFL. And within the National Football League, uh, tough day for the commanders and, and Carson Wentz. We saw some young quarterbacks come in. We see the Jets I get a win. We see uh, Coach Harbaugh 
not take points. I'm curious what people think about that. We'll get into that. And, and of course, we bury the lead, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, which we started with. If you like your field goals and you like of drives that, that either by penalty or other way, D and, and Brad, uh, you good, if you had Greg Joseph on your fantasy team, you did fine this week. Uh, I'll take ugly wins over heartbreaking losses any day. Right. Another yes. sense the, the last two years with the, the gut-wrenching type of yep. losses they've had, I've you don't have to feel sorry about it. No, no no it's just the NFL right now. If you look at all 32 well, look teams. At yeah. Tell I mean, me the Packers are playing. Cl- I mean, the, well, the Ravens, you mentioned. The Ravens. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, it's I mean, the way the Tam- league is. Tampa Bay. Tom, I mean, well, Tampa I, don't, Bay. I don't blame it all on Brady, but, I mean, he looks like 45 years old. Yep. Right now, and boy, the Chiefs just whatever whatever problems, whatever angst there was in the uh, Chiefs bench was against the Colts. Yeah, I think that's all gone. Yeah, that's pretty good. How many different arm slots can Patrick Mahomes it's throw? Unbelievable. Football, by the way. I mean, my goodness, it just it's it's very it's professional circus like is what it is. It is something. It's backyard stuff. Let's go to the phone line today. It Let's get Paul. some folks about Paul is on. Hey, Paul. Hello. Happy Monday, everybody. Have I love your voice today. It's got a little upbeat in it, Paul. Good to have you on. What's happened? What, what are that you thinking about today? That was an awesome Vikings one yesterday. I loved it. Well, awesome is kind of an interesting word to describe it, but <laughs> it was a win, that's for sure. Uh, and that double doink from yeah. the kicker? I uh, I was listening to it because I was doing a little moving, and uh, yeah. and Pete Bursich, just, uh, that was one of the best. It was awesome. It was, I mean, because I hated the fact that he walked on the Minneapolis Miracle, you know. Right. He, he stepped on that one too much and didn't let Paul Allen finish it. But this one was perfect because Paul couldn't see it. And if you heard Viking fan line last night, a lot of the guys that are on there, because they're all in London, said we couldn't really see from where we were right. at or whether it went in or and not. And I could tell listening that Bursich got it because he said double doink. Then you heard Paul go double doink, and they all said double doink. It actually is, it, it turns out to be a, a tremendous funny, yeah. call. I mean, it's one that they'll play on NFL yeah. films all week long in NFL yeah. Network yeah. and – because with the TV angle too, you really you didn't see the first doink, but you saw it hit off the crossbar. It almost bounced in. On I saw the replay. It's rare that they don't. To me, I know that the yeah. ones that just hit the crossbar right. bounce out, but sometimes when you go bing bing, a lot of times you see those kind of trickle they in. Fall but in. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good. I'm Paul. looking at my crystal ball. This for this Sunday that the Vikings are going to beat the Chicago Bears twenty-eight to twenty. 28 to 20. He's, he's close. The opening line, seven. Nice call, Paul. <laughs> opening lines, Vikings by seven, that's, I saw. That's good. So and, good work, Paul. And the Minnesota Vikings will start four and one. I mean, they're off to their best mark since, what, half a dozen years ago. So three and one, and, and now you, you get another well, divisional win. And if, the game if, at Miami, if, if Tua is still having problems. You're right. That, it, it might be facing Teddy. Yeah. It's, oh, Teddy? Uh, our former Vikings Yeah, players? Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, he's, the back, yeah. he's the backup in Miami. Maybe yeah. we could get to Bridgewater and sack him, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, hopefully well. they can get some pass rush. That is a that and is an issue. That Paul's is crystal sure. ball not and, only goes to this week. It yeah. goes to the next we week, going. too. Yeah. You know, thanks off your... Dick Brimmer for me and ask him uh, eat a brat for me, too, tomorrow. Okay, right, Paul. So. Thank you, buddy. Good to hear your voice. I, what the, All right, see you, Paul. When you look at it as a Viking fan... And, and we can always, you know, be sour puss about the way that they won the last two weeks. But right. you, wins a win in the NFL, as we said. But your only loss is to the best team in the NFL right now. Period. I mean, that's just the Eagles and where are was real. that game played? And so it was in <laughs> one of the toughest places to play, right? <laughs> on on prime time. So good point. I I, I just yeah they they're eking out these wins. I got seeing the lines a little bit yesterday. 
I think that loss to the Vikings might be that might have reeled in. You always talk about don't yeah. lose your next one, yeah, because they were bad yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, I, I think that that the wheels might come off already. What was a very promising start to the season? I, I always look at, at at teams that are like where Minnesota is right now, and 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 maybe even in Green Bay. And you always ask, even even like for the University of North Dakota, or I'm sure Bison fans are going, maybe even NDSU, because you're trying to project, you know, how far you can go and how good this team is and what its identity is. And if you're not getting it done in a in a consistent matter, you always ask, is it the system? Or, or is it just personnel? You don't have the personnel. And and I think oftentimes I would say that the personnel is there for Minnesota. I think the personnel is there for NDSU. I think the personnel is there for UND and I, so on and so forth. I don't think it's the same. Because we were talking about defense and, and Donatel and plays too much shell and and we don't see them pressure as much. And I didn't catch all of the Vikings game on Sunday, so I'm not, I can't speak thoroughly for this, Derek. And Brad, but uh, where are you from the personnel department versus the system and all that? I don't blame yesterday's losses. You know, if they would have lost the game, I wouldn't have blamed it as much on the defense. I thought the offense underachieved big time, mainly because they just missed on a lot of opportunities. The defense got carved up on a couple of drives. They they did. They did, for sure, but... This offense is built though too to score a few points. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they are they are not running the ball well. They, and granted, the Saints have a good defense. I mean, they, they, for all their well, faults. they they dialed up some blitzes and yep. Cam Jordan's really good. And and you know, I just thought you know, defensively, you're facing. And I don't I have any problem. Well, no Camara, right? So right, no, no Camara. No. You still had Mark Ingram though, and you know when they when when Jameis was not going to play, and I thought oh, I'd rather face Winston than Andy Dalton. Absolutely. Quite frankly. I mean, yeah, because he's going to make mistakes. Or Dalton is your quintessential backup. He's, that is the, just game, be, he's the game manager. Yeah, and, and he did it. And, you know, Latavius Murray, that's the type of running back that the Vikings don't want to face yeah. and they, because they'll he'll run you right over. We mm-hmm. saw that at Thanksgiving when 2018 when <laughs> Delvin Cook got hurt, or 17 it was, yeah. you know, when, when they made it to the NFC Championship game. He can run right over you. It didn't appear that, that Justin Jefferson uh, saw as many doubles as he did the previous no. two weeks, And they correct? were doing things to kind of – you know, get him open too. You know, a lot of rub plays and kind of line up in yeah. the slot more. So, you know, you uh, could tell they were doing that. I like his utilization in in a, in a run game, and we see how yep. effective jet sweeps can be. And the handoffs line was not a it was not a great day for Brian O'Neill. No, He's, that was probably he, one of his worst really games. Really struggled. He had a couple penalties, and there was one. You know, Cam Jordan came on the edge and beat him off the off the edge with some pressure. And uh, yeah, it was you know, and he's normally. You know, one of your stout guys in the offensive line. That was probably one of his worst days in a while. I'm not a, you know, obviously we all grew up with the teams that we liked. I mean, my brother was a Cowboy fan. I shared a room with him. I know the story. I became a Dallas fan. He had no, right. had no choice. You know, we all have reasons why why you the team you really follow, you follow. And I'm not, a, I'm not, I, it's, I'm in the middle. I have no point either way. But I would really have fun being a Chiefs fan. Only for this reason. The goal line plays that, <laughs> that Coach Reed puts in for Kansas City are just insane. They're just, it's like, okay, what's he going to run now? And so you saw some of the uh, the inside stuff. And then what did I see last night that uh, the, the, the Mahomes is out of the gun? It's, it's, it's goal from the two. And he puts the tight end, I believe it was, in motion. So as the tight end's coming in motion right to left, I think you saw maybe uh, – Antoine Winfield, you know, someone's got to cover, someone's got to be yep. moving there. And Mahomes, in perfect timing, is pointing, you know, left, right? It's hit, hit, 40 foot. He's, he's pointing to the left as the tight end sneaks into the center, takes the snap, and runs the ball in for a touchdown. <laughs> it 
touchdown. I'm thinking, and Andy Reid, I guess, has this every week. He puts new ones in every week. It's got to be a thrilling thing to be a Chiefs fan, I guess, when they're when they're playing. One. Yeah, it's uh, it's something to watch. And the way that Mahomes can look at one guy and then throw it directly it's... to another guy is like we've never. And seen Kelsey before. knows it, yeah. and they all know it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is. It's a it's a. They are good for the NFL. I mean, it, whether you like the Chiefs or not, I'm, my apologies to Broncos and Raiders fans out there. But <laughs> Bills fans, right, Bills yeah, fans but, right. but, but they are they are an entertaining group to watch. And so you mentioned the Bills. So is Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He, easy, he, he's yeah. Uh, he's one that's easy to pull for. I hope that Brent Vegan and Craig Bull are getting some. Uh, you know, they percentage should get some of residuals, that, yeah. just to think about that. I mean, that yeah. he came from the, those <laughs> roots. Right. It's, it's it's crazy. You know what's sad to kind of say, speaking of the National Football League recap here, is that uh, remember when the Ravens, just, you couldn't score against Baltimore. It was a National League baseball game mm-hmm. every time you played Baltimore. And, you know, 8-3, you know, 7-3, excuse well, the me. 2,000 Super Bowl champions. I mean, right, they, they suffocated you. Yep. They are, they, are, they are so far away, it seems, right now from that. And it, it it's it's odd to see that. Yeah, just Ed Reed and Ray, Ray Lewis are not coming back anytime soon, right? <laughs> just talking. Is that Patino thing when he's with the Celtics? They're not walking through that door to like, a point yeah. where where if we want to armchair this Monday show today and 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 when it happened because you can hindsight is twenty twenty. So guys, like Derek, oftentimes you say, "Look, I wouldn't have done this." You say it beforehand, Brad, you're the same way. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it. So it's because it's easy to say, "Well, I see why you done it." Right. Harbaugh not taking the field goal. Is is in a twenty twenty game with I don't know what was time left three forty maybe four minutes three and a half four whatever it was it was you know it was there so he doesn't take the points so he's going to have Lamar you know make a play here in fourth down and goal so okay you got you got that going on and then he and unfortunately throws a pick so now you lose the yardage even if you'd have turned the ball over on downs and Harbaugh and I good coach obviously you know he, he had to you know face the fire. And he just said, "Look, I uh, I thought our best chance to win the game was to go get a touchdown." Hmm. And boy, Derek, I mean, your best chance to win the game is to have more points than the opposition. In fact, that that's the that's the only way you win the game is to have more points yeah, than the kinda... opposition. So, so when you have a chance to get more points late in the game. Don't you do that? Regardless yeah. of whether you think your defense is great or not, I don't know. I'm just the I'm last time I saw a, a coach not have faith in his defense is when Belichick went for it like in his own 35 yard line because he didn't think Peyton Manning they could stop Peyton Manning that yep. game. And, it's incredible. Yeah. I can see capitulating where, where you're not going to you have to let a team score because you need the ball back and all that kind of right. rub. But right. but what what Harbaugh chose to do was like okay he knows his team but whew, that's quite the He's statement. Kinda- I, I, what's wrong with taking points? What's wrong with going up twenty three twenty and then saying defense just just bend don't yeah. break yep, and and, and stop? Worst case scenario is they got to try to kick a field goal, which they did. Although that won the game, I, I kind of was I was kind of griping to the TV when they when the Vikings hit the the, the big shot downfield to get them in field goal range, and then they kind of curled up on the ball in that series because they were still like at inside the thirty. So it was near forty five, forty eight, you know, somewhere in that range, which is not a gimme, but it's one that Joseph was gonna make yeah. and he did. But boy, they really they just kinda crawled in a hole after that on that series. Well, how about the end of the first half where he took his three timeouts into the locker room? I, I don't understand that. That either. was the weirdest right. thing ever. Just oh. odd. Uh well Brett come back. Doc Phil will join us. A scandal in Ohio that is gonna rock the fishing world if you saw it.
It got it went viral. I wonder what Kyle and Scott would think. I we should chat with the Brewer Angry on that. that. Be... I text Johnny Candle see if yes. he come on. I don't know what the penalty. What should the penalty be? And if you're not familiar with the story, we'll tell you about it coming up next. It's a Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen on seven forty. The fan. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, Doc? Orthopedic surgeon to the stars and everybody. Uh, man, woman, and child locally, Dr. Phil Johnson, the original Dr. Phil, as we say, joins us on the round table. We discuss uh, sports, injury, anything else that comes uh, Cross the pike and a belated happy birthday, as we say, to Dr. Phil. As I told you on Saturday, pretty good birthday present right there. Doc was a fun time uh, on a homecoming in Grand Forks, right? As a lot of us veterans say, it was a super Saturday. It was a super Saturday. Yeah. You stick around for the hockey yeah. game, by the way? Oh, absolutely, Jack. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's a full day. It's a, I yeah. know. Okay, so, okay, so you you unbelievably you make profound statements yeah and this this one was just the best i mean if you score more points you win yeah did you like that, yeah, that, was, that was, thank I, you i like that that was good. <laughs> okay so here's my take on that because if you listen to his post-game interview yeah we're talking mr harbaugh harbaugh please by the way those that just chimed in yeah. ravens didn't go for the yeah, tie game didn't didn't kick the yep. door older brother jim harbaugh yep. um he's said, well, the analytics told us, which makes me a little <laughs> that's, bit that's like, right. okay. He did say that. Uh, so you're relying just on the on, on the analytic personnel. So, and apparently every team has one. Um, so he must be up in the booth and he must have called down and said, hey, analytics, they uh, go for the touchdown. I mean, there's a point in time where why wouldn't you kick a field goal? It gives your defense, you know, a little bit of excitement. Like, okay, we got the lead. We got to hold it. Um, you know, I think that would jack them up a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they should have gone for the field goal, but, you know, that's, that's my opinion. Um, the analytics did say, I get it, any analytics would yep. say if you're plus seven, you have a better right. chance of winning than if you're plus three with that time expired. But the key here, right, is the plus. That, that you, want to right. be, you want to find a way to be the plus. Zero, you yeah. know, 20-20. Is not plus. I know it. It's it, it scratched my. You know, it scratched my head too. Bobby Petrino uh, elected to go for a, a, a single point conversion, an extra point, as opposed to a two point, which would bring him back within a couple of scores, and still took a an extra point. But I think at that time maybe it had capitulated the game on Saturday. But to that point, yeah. even, even though there's a couple, you know, a few minutes remaining, that coaches had the chart when to go right, for two. Right, right. I was, it was I, always the chart. I, a lot of press conference with Bob Babbage when he yeah. pulled that chart out. You know, going, <laughs> Second, this is what we, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Who knows? That's it's analytics. Yeah, man. and that was just an interesting thing. Now, as far as what happened to the Alaris Center, I, I don't think I've seen as diverse of an office offense display for a while by the the guys in the black and green and white. That was that was pretty impressive. In '89, holy cow! Yeah, Garrett Mogg. Um, some great um, runs after after catching. So, I mean, as long as they can stay healthy and hopefully the thing with Isaiah is just a tweak of his ankle and, you know, hopefully he'll be back. But um, I, I thought they did really well. And, I mean, that wasn't just a slouch of a team. They have a significant number of portal transfers uh, mm-hmm. uh, in 
from other, you know, Division One A, like I like to refer to it, you know, schools, not a, not always FBS, but uh, they and they were big boys. So I think if they can now build on that, you know, Youngstown's a tough place to play, but you know, hopefully they can get a win at Youngstown and just keep the ball rolling. Uh, I, I like their chances. It, it, it's make for an intriguing season. Win win every week. You know, it's just not going to be perfect. You got to find a way to right. rebound and be have resolve and. You know, you know everything you think you know about football. Going, okay, if they don't fall behind earlier, don't give up a big play. They should be. <laughs> then yeah. what happens? First play of the game, fifty-five yard run for <laughs> scrimmage, Missouri State. Yeah. I'm like, here we go. You know. Yeah. By the way, what do you guys think the percentage is, and how often have you seen it in a game, pro, college, where you win the coin toss and you take the ball? I think it's some teams should do it more than they should. Do you, do you I, think? I think the Vikings yep. should more than, than especially with their defense. I recall Chris Kleiman. Did he always take the ball or did he always did defer? He? I'm trying to remember. I think it's I feel like he was always one that took the ball, but I, I, it's been it's been a while now, so I can't remember. I think it depends upon what type of team you have. Like I think the Vikings mm-hmm. have an offensive plan all the time, so they should do it more because their defense right, seems to start slow. They script the they always script the first right. drive and it always seems to work well right. and yes. It's still rare though Phil and so I wasn't I wasn't shocked either I, I guess but when Tom Dosh said how about most state taking a ball? I'm like yeah. yeah, but then you think all right they've got you know they they want to set the tone. I, maybe there's there's a, maybe that's what the analytics say with that particular team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I uh let's, was let's this is we are living in the NFL, the year of the backup quarterback. And by the way, if you're a backup quarterback, even a third string, and I was hearing some some fodder over the weekend by having, and I don't know if Derek had brought this up before in years past, but and maybe it was, maybe it was a baseball, not football, where where teams should be allowed. Uh, I know you get a couple of practice players up, but be allowed to carry a third quarterback without any degree of penalty, just an extra quarterback that doesn't count against, you know, just because of injuries that we're seeing happen, have a third quarterback, you know, dressed for a game that doesn't count against the, you know, the 53 plus two or whatever on that. And I thought, well, that, that's it. We are living in an era of the uh, of guys stepping in. Who's the one uh, the kid in there from uh, New, New England, Zap, uh, Zappy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Z- yeah. Came in. Yeah, not too shabby uh, okay. on that. And then with Tua, with Tua, do you think Doc? I don't know how it works in in in, in Team USA uh, Olympic stuff on this. If the coach has the final say, if you as the team doctor has the final say, or the athlete has a final say, which probably isn't the case, but oftentimes about whether they get in back in the game or not. How does that? Oh, yeah. How does that work? Is that doctor says nope, he can't, or is it you advise a coach yeah. and a coach says no, he can't? Yeah, no. Um, Doc has the final say because it's a medical issue. Okay, is that is it that way in the NFL, or is it? Do we know? Is it suggested, and then the coach says? It's it's pretty standard throughout. You need medical clearance to return to play. That's right in the CBA. Um, and sometimes you have to have two people sign off, depending on the injury. So, yeah, that's that's pretty standard. Uh, I mean, that's even down into junior high school you have to have some type of medical clearance or medical sign-off before you can return to play after an injury what if it's you know technically what if a doc uh treats and says well technically it doesn't appear he's concussed and now you've given the coach leverage to play because you know the athlete wants to play um oh yeah if you've gone through and that's like i said last week i said i hope they've got all of their paperwork tidied up 
And somebody's going to go over that. And apparently it wasn't. Apparently corners were cut and, you know, things were done that probably shouldn't have been. Or maybe weren't done. That was, I guess that was probably the other thing. Um, the, yeah, then then you've got the, the issue of, well, we think he's okay. No, you got to know. You know, and so you either pass the test or you don't. It's pretty straightforward. But occasionally, sometimes that's where the that's where the clinical, the clinical acumen or the clinical expertise comes in. After what I saw him do on the field, I would not have let him go back in. I would have said, "No, you're concussed. I know you're feeling great, but we know a lot of concussions don't show up for 24 hours. You had neuromuscular dysfunction uh, or discombobulation, as some people like to call it." And, and you can blame that on the back all you want, but the way that he got up from the ground, he was holding his head with both of his hands. He was shaking his head several different times, and then he took his steps, and then he kind of crumpled. I mean, you've got to have a really, really bad back spasm to fall to the ground like that. His legs just gave out. Um, neurologically, there's something going on there. And, and personally, it's, just, from, just from the sidelines, I would have said, no, he's done. He's in concussion. We're going to be... We're going to test him, but then he's got to go into the protocol because he's had a concussion. And I think that's where the big problem is, is that I think they were not as diligent. And I don't know. I don't have all the facts yet. I don't know exactly. But it sounds like that they didn't do a good enough job clearing him from a concussion standpoint. Um, and that's where the problem you know, arose. And so the guy got fired. It is, uh, yeah. That's that was uh, we were chatting about that before we uh, came on air here. But that that's now the NFL. Get to know your. Well, and then the problem is they had a short week, and he goes right back out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. And if you all saw, I mean, he was he had a seizure on the field, and that's the worst type of concussion that we used to describe when we used to have different classifications. That was a grade four. We only had grade three. So that was the worst one you could have had. And I remember seeing one of those at a uh, at a bull riding event in Calgary. Um, and so that there is an issue. You know, so if he had a mild concussion, now he's got two in a row within a week, that's potentially some very serious troubles down the line uh, with neurological uh, issues, you know, CTE and the whole bit. I mean, we just don't know enough about these. So um, he was probably put back into the uh, – Put back into the lineup way too quick. Yeah, it's going to be going to be some accountability to happen there. Two, about two and a half, uh, two minutes and change remaining with Doctor Phil Johnson. Our Monday roundtable with Doc. You know you're getting. You guys should fill in this blank. You know you're getting old when. So that would be my statement. <clears throat> so I'm listening to uh, UND fighting uh, UND hockey. Uh, you know, tra- uh, uh, Tim and, and Travis. Travis did a phenomenal job, by the way, as we knew he would uh, with, with Tim and, and Tim Hennessy, the veteran, the legend. And and I hear uh, uh, Jackson Blake, yes. so I'm thinking, oh, that's right, that's Jason. Yeah, you son. you were on the road. You, you know you're getting. I made old. a big deal about this Did about you? doing sports. I'm, I'm like, like I, here's I was, where I now need to start taking Geritol right here. That's so. right, right, Derek. I, oh, I'm driving home man. listening to the game, and I'm like. Wow, am I old now? Yeah. Well, I watched. Uh, I didn't get a chance. We didn't see a lot of the Eastern Conference in the USHL, but yeah, he uh, he he had already got a had some time in the USHL. Yeah, he played for Chicago, right? Chicago Steel. Steel yeah. yeah, that's uh, but, yep. but yeah, that's uh, so good. 
It's good to know that those names. Jason was such a, a, a fantastic human. I and, felt like and I was pleasant. just interviewing him. Like in high ago. school? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, now his, now his kid's playing oh, for Lord. UND. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Manitoba Bison's reach players like 29 years old, Doc Phil, for goodness sakes. Yep. They've all played pros or did this or that or another thing, and now they're back. And, yeah, but so, uh, and nice. And yep. I know UND was without a couple of guys. So it's a 5-1 showing. Clevin, Clevin scored. It's good. It's a whole different deal in Canada um, for the university. You know, those guys are, it's, it's more of a, almost like a club thing, even though they've got, you know, the different conferences. They've got Canada West and everything else. But these guys are, you know, they're they're at school primarily. They're there for their education. They're, they're playing hockey as well. Um, so it's a little different because all the really good players are playing tier one, tier, you know, all your different high-level sure. junior programs, and then they're moving on to, you know, to whatever. But I do want to get into that fishing thing because I saw the video yeah. and it's unbelievable. Did you see that? Do. I mean, Johnny Candle's I, coming on in like three minutes uh, to talk about you know, that, this thing. It's insane, well, right? They should be banned for life and they should have to give back all that money that they won throughout the year. They won like over $100,000. Yeah. yeah. For those that don't know, someone in Ohio... Yeah. Uh, we pumped some weights. we put some. I'm really not sure. I guess through the. Oh, they were big weights. I mean, big they weights. were they were weights in the belly of the fish. Yeah, and they put other, and I think they put other parts of fish in there too. And I and I saw the video this morning with one of our reps, and and they had four fish, and there's no way that those fish weighed each eight pounds because their total weight was 33 pounds right and there's just no way those things weighed right. eight pounds but everything else was like four or five at the same yeah. size yeah so there there's this is why we want to get to the bottom of it like what should the penalty be obviously they've got to you know right. not getting the money and all that but is this criminal well potentially because it's fraud it is fraud they want they won money um when they committed fraud, so I yeah, you very well could be criminal, but but for sure from the PWT, I think they got to be banned for life. I, I mean, that you just come on. The guys around him and in I'm that sure video, the guys around him were, oh, were like, we're just, just like I think I told Brad, I said I watched that video like Doc Phil did, and I can't use the language where some of the fellas that were a little obviously <laughs> peeved at the dudes yeah. cheating. Uh, and the one, the tournament director just threw to the other guy that said, not the, not the cheater, he just says, like, Steve, you need to leave. Because <laughs> that was like going to yeah. get out of get out of hand over there. But yeah, that's uh, kind of oh, real. Yeah, I thought they were going to go after him. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Well, we'll find out what the what the fallout is. It's, it will have a pro on coming up who's fished in those those tournaments. I'm curious what, what professional, legitimate, with integrity anglers have to say about that so can't wait to talk with uh with johnny candle uh doc uh, good stuff today uh thanks for the licorice by the way as always appreciate yeah. that and, and uh, we'll do it again we'll do it again next week okay all right have a good week guys you've been the original dr phil johnson orthopedic surgeon we come back yeah we'll get to the bottom of this fishy scandal the scales the weights fraud cheating do you ever get a fish again in your life i mean i don't know what the penalty should be Maybe Johnny Candle does. We'll talk with him next on 740 The Fan. Yeah, that's right. I missed my fishing with Johnny Candle, which is, I think I was doing shows with Johnny for a decade plus, it seems like. I still do, but oftentimes we just 
such a good friend of the of the program and and personally that it's it's nice to hear Johnny's voice. I wish it didn't come in a in a fishing scandal in Ohio story that came out. But uh, pro Johnny Candle with us, Jack Michaels, Brad Anderson in studio, and Johnny. I'm I'm assuming you saw the video, and I know that obviously as a pro fisher, bro angler. Uh, you fished in these tournaments. I, I, I've got, I know we have short time, but I've got a million questions for you. When someone is, uh, is, is frauding uh, a tournament, but if you've seen it, describe exactly what, what was happening, what the scene is at those weigh-ins and everything around this. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with the whole story we're talking about here. Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, it's a, a tournament circuit specific to Lake Erie, the, called the Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Uh, and a team came in, put their fish on the scale, the numbers come up and they win the tournament, right? And everything looks great and uh, they're passing out awards and all that. And the tournament director, much as many tournament directors, Jack, you see a lot of fish come across the stage and you're looking at those fish going, wait a second, those, my eyes don't tell me what that scale said. It just doesn't look right. And and he questioned it, which every tournament director has the right to do. I, I am a tournament director here in Devil's Lake for our Chamber of Commerce tournament. And if I think I see foul play, it's my job to question that. So he did. Uh, long story short, they pull the anglers aside. They slice the fish open and out come some lead weights. They're actually wrapped in walleye fillets. They actually found a pair of pliers inside one of these fish. Wow. And uh, you can only imagine the mob scene that ensued when you have 75 other teams or 80 other teams that paid a lot of money to compete, and they were just frauded. They were cheated. They were robbed. They were lied to. um, uh, And the tournament organization, hats off to them, they did a good job of keeping these two anglers from getting literally lynched because I think they might have. Uh, I really think that crowd from the videos I watched, uh, I think they would have hurt them pretty bad. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Say, but. I, yeah, I can only <laughs> imagine, uh, Johnny. I, 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 I said that going in the break, going, uh, they're lucky. They, the, the director, I think, or someone was saying, like, Steve, you need to leave. Or you just, just we got this. Get right. out. Like, they were trying to keep that down. But, boy, it didn't sound like they were going away anytime too soon. So, No, no. And, uh, you know, Jack, uh, one of those individuals uh, I personally know, you, it's no secret I'm from that area, uh, and one of those guys, uh, when I was a younger man back there, was still in middle school. He hung around the marina where my dad's charter boat was docked. Hmm. I fished with him on occasion uh, quite often back then, right? I was in my 20s. He was in his teens. I saw a kid that loved to fish, so I let him hang out with me, took him fishing a lot. Uh, I've kept in touch with him over the years. And when I saw that video, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy I know. Uh, I know that guy. What's going on? And, Jack, none of us know why. And will any of us know why you would fraudulently try to cheat in a fishing tournament, right? This is not the first time it's happened. Uh, Anytime there's a contest, people try to cheat, right? Uh, I mean, we can sit here and name them the pine tar scandals, the right. deflated footballs, the right. I mean, right. Uh, the the you know the spy gates and the listening in and unauthorized tapes and you know right. we we all know of it. And for some reason, when when there's a contest, uh, people want to win so bad that they'll go to any length. And 
it's just that as a guy like myself, I'm so close to the sport of fishing and professional angling. Well, well, you and, have, uh, and, and then to know the guy, to see it happen, it's just heartbreaking. I can only imagine Johnny Candle was like we were talking about. We can get Johnny Candle, you know, Brewer and Agri, the, these people that uh, Jason Mitchell, these guys that have the most integrity of anybody you know when it comes at the first thing I thought of was I bet you guys like Johnny Candle who are so have so much integrity for the sport for teaching. You know, for for everything in that, and and there is a degree of 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 honesty that has to happen when you're you're in a sport that you know you're out there in the waters doing whatever it is you're doing. Now, I suppose there are more cameras involved in this day and age, Johnny. But the bottom line is, it comes back down to that weigh-in. Here's a quick thing: there are there are uh, 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 dead weigh-ins, right, and then like live weigh-ins, Johnny. It was this. This was a. Did did they bring the fish back in live, or were these these dead fish ever coming back in? What what kind of yeah? Tur- so this this tournament circuit in question, they have a a live weigh in. The fish are brought in in a live well, put in a bag or a basket, put on the scale, weighed, and I'm not a hundred percent certain if they're released or not. But in the state of Ohio, because of the massive size of Lake Erie. Uh, the fact that you might make a long boat ride, the waves could be big, you catch the fish relatively deep. The survival of those fish is not good. So okay. there's never been a penalty for bringing a dead fish to the scale. Okay. Right. Where if you fish a tournament in Minnesota, North and South Dakota, wherever, and it's a live weigh-in, we have to keep those fish alive enough that after the weigh-in, they can be released to the water and, and, and swim away. Or we get penalized. Well, if that's the case, you're never going to kill a fish to gain an advantage because you lose what you gained, right? You'd have to put you'd have to put a pound of lead in the fish to gain anything after your half a pound dead fish penalty, right? So it makes it that much harder to try to pull something like that off. Uh, but again, like you said, it's um, it's one of those things where we all know it could happen. We all know that it does happen. Uh, never before, Jack, have I seen one to this level. I mean, if you've watched the video or or anyone is going to watch the video, these are not kind of lead weights. Brad, <laughs> I mean, Brad by the way, Brad, have you seen the video yet, Brad? I've, I've just got it pulled up. I haven't got a chance I mean, to watch Johnny's it. Johnny's not but... kidding. These are these are There's... like, remember the jawbreakers you have to keep, yes. like the big yes. brown? <laughs> right. That's the size of what this, and I, I guess you're just shoving it well, I see the photos. I have the photos that are attached with it in the and story. And like the mob yes. scene, yeah, that's, that's, that's what they look like. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So before we let you go, Johnny, you mentioned too. I, you know, obviously, because we live in a world where everything goes viral and perception is reality, even before people have a chance to, you know, defend themselves on anything. This one looks pretty blatant, obviously. In, in the, with the weights there, the, as you mentioned, they filleted the fish right there and pulled the weights out with the fillets that were wrapped. I mean. The level of, of cheating is just there in front of you. So, you know, obviously they're not getting the 29000 for winning that tournament. I, I wonder, you can't go back and assume they cheated on every tournament that they may have placed in. So I don't know how you're going to recoup those dollars, the money and the entry fees from all of those other tournaments. Is it a criminal act? You know, it, does the fraud, is, so, is it, where do we go from here on that? I have I have spoke to a few people back in Ohio. Again, I've I've still got ties to the fishing world back there, and there have been charges filed for contest fraud uh, because the prize they were competing for was over five thousand dollars. It is a felony. I'm not sure what class felony it is. Uh, and you're absolutely right, Jack. There's no way 
to go back. These guys have been, in appearance, very, very successful for the last several years in these tournaments back there. Uh, but there's no way to go back unless they just openly confess to cheating in every one of them, sure. which I'm sure their legal counsel will advise them not, not to, to do. Yeah. But there's no way you can go back and prove it. But, man, how if you were fishing against these guys week after week after week, how do you not feel that they've been doing this to you for two it years? It would be such a normal um, feeling. Yeah. It would be such a yeah, – I'll exactly. let you go on this, Johnny. Uh, what's the fallout? What happens in the wake of this? How how tournaments are are? I mean, what's what's as as a tournament director yourself? What steps do you take now to ensure it doesn't happen again? Well, I don't know if there's any you can. Uh, they have that tournament circuit has a rule that if you win a tournament, you have to pass a lie detector test. So these two gentlemen in question have passed several lie detector tests in the last six months, right? So. What else can you do to ensure people don't cheat? Can you put a camera boat in every boat? Well, mm. I can as a tournament director, but at what cost, right? So I got to pay observers to get in boats to make sure people don't cheat. Man, that's hard. That's... Now, some of the trends lately in some other levels of tournament competition are live stream a GoPro on the cam on the dash of your boat that sees everything in your boat. Uh, maybe where the weigh-in actually happens on the water by a tournament official. So you put someone in every boat, weigh the fish, throw it back on the water, blah, blah, blah. There are ways maybe to tighten security up. But, Jack, I think what you're going to find out every time a big scandal like this happens, and please pardon my French on the radio, but right now someplace there's another cheater that's having an oh shit moment right now, right? <laughs> right. That, I, I better watch what I'm doing. I'm going to say the next couple years, you're not going to hear about cheating because everybody knows they're watching sport closer now. The security is going to tighten up and we better play it straight or don't get in these tournaments. Uh, but that'll wear off in five, six years down the road. We'll hear, hear this story again because it's competition, right? Yep. Um, the ancient Roman oh, Greek Olympics. <laughs> the first. I'm sure someone tried to cheat <laughs> that's back right. then too. So that's right. Uh, it's it's wherever there's a contest, it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, the aftermath of this one with the cameras and going viral and the internet. I mean, my goodness, TMZ and the New York Times picked this story up. Oh, well, it's that's just it's unbelievable. It is one of the worst. Yeah, because it gets so viral. It's just one of those things when someone is showing weights getting carved out of a fish on a fishing tournament or money's i mean it is just made for everything possible on, on that man alive uh johnny good to hear you man uh, thanks for the insight uh, actually i knew you were the guy to call uh thanks for the insight we'll be in touch and i'll let you know in a couple of weeks if i'm in the florida area and uh <laughs> i'll give you i'll give you a jig up buddy hey thanks johnny uh keep it keep it going strong buddy we'll talk to you soon Take care, Jack. Have a good one. You bet. A great Johnny Candle, Fishing Pro, joining us uh, today on the Jack Michael Show. Yeah, it, it's Brad. It's one of those things that is it's it's scandal, cheating, fishing tournament, weights in a fish. You know, all of that that that'll balloon Pe- a people billion are, people. Will see yep, it. people will be willing to try and get away with it once, and yeah. you think you can get away with it again. And, and you know, again, it's going to go uber viral. And yep. now, oh yeah, maybe we'll get the, it now. maybe the punishment is already going to be there enough. Mm-hmm. from the ones that did it because of how viral this gets. Thank you, Johnny C., joining us today. Our thanks to Doc Phil, Derek, Brad. Stick around, Common Man. Coming up next, 
on a brother's station tonight, the Coaches Show with Bubba Schwager. Join me about 6.04 uh, today on KFGO. Common Man is next, right here on 740 The Fan.